With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, the Kiwis showed no signs of ring rust, did they, in the Pacific Championships as they put Samoa to the sword to the tune of 50 points to nil, and we are now set up for a beauty next Saturday night at Amy Park between Australia and New Zealand. A man who was no doubt impressed with the result is our good mate from SENZ, Kiwi legend, former Warriors coach, Tony Kemp is on the line right now. G'day, Kempy. G'day, mate. How's things? Yeah, it was a pretty impressive uh, game one on Saturday from the Kiwis up against Samoa. I thought Samoa was going to be a hell of a lot harder than, than that, and uh, they would be very disappointed with that effort. Yeah, I think so. Look, uh, New Zealand clearly the better side. Maybe it wasn't a 50 nil result, but uh, Michael Maguire, you know, he's such a coach, isn't he? Everybody as a spectator is looking at this and going, wow, 50 points, but the coaches are always saying, no, the most pleasing thing is that you kept a team like Samoa to nil. Yeah, it's, um, I guess with the, with the first week already being played and having a run under their belt too, uh, it would be a little bit disappointed as a result for, for Gardner as coach of the Samoan side. Um, you know, the, the best thing that they, they produced on the night was the hucker before the game and, hmm. and seemed to forget about how to play once they, the, the whistle went for the, for the 80 minutes. And um, on paper, New Zealand looked like they had a very good side. Uh, they certainly went out there and played like it. And, and 50 points um, at, at this level, especially against a side like Samoa, who was in the, the World Cup final last year, uh, is no easy feat. So he, he'd be very happy with that, Michael Maguire. I love the intent that the Kiwis showed. It's like they didn't take their foot off the accelerator, did they, for 80 minutes? And two, I mean, they didn't have a bad play across the park. But I want to give a wrap to Jermaine Isako. What a career resurgence he's had. You know, he was on the scrap heap there at Brisbane and again at the Gold Coast. Wayne Bennett saw something in him. Made him a believer, really, in the end. Uh, 24 tries in the season, another two yesterday. Leading the charge with run metres, he was outstanding. Yeah, well, the, the edges were very good, weren't they? I think uh, youngster Mukor, um decided to arguably um, one of the best centres um, that New Zealand has ever produced as well, uh, is, is a real find uh, in that back line. Chance Michael Clockstead at the back. Um, taking over from Joey Manu, I guess, who played fullback for New Zealand last year, running for incredible 400 metres. Um, played probably his heart out as well in that black jersey. So, you know, in, in today's age, for me, when you when you you get limited test time uh, and limited games at the international level, when you can see uh, the Kiwis pull off such a convincing win like that, you've got to question the international game and whether or not more games need to be played in and around origin time uh, and certainly these fixtures need to be a permanent uh, fixture in your side, your calendar, year in, year out. You mentioned there, Matty Timikor, he's a star on the rise. You know, Canberra fans 
have loved him all season. There was this play where he caught that kick and he just he ran with such tenacity. He gave it to Jermaine Isako. Uh, and then, you know, Joey Manu in the plate, his shirt ripped off. Uh, Tarpanay gets a ball, just bashes his way through, slips his over. What I liked about that, you know, if I'm a Kiwi fan thinking this is the sort of, not just strength, but I guess almost enterprise that you need if you're going to beat the Kangaroos. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what side the Kangaroos play this week before the final in Hamilton next week. Um, I'm I'm guessing that they'll make a, a number of changes to that first team to play against the to give everyone a run, um, where the Kiwis will probably stick with the same side and and just try to build a little bit of cohesion. So, you know, when you when you know the two best teams down in the South Pacific, arguably are Australia and New Zealand, these games tend to mean a hell of a lot um, more than the rest because of the history and the uh, the passion that comes around it. Um, you know, they looked very good Australian in that first game. They they had it their own way early on in that game, although they never got the 50 points. Um, I think on Saturday night, if that was Australia playing the Samoan side, they probably would have got a few more points. So I think we still go and uh, chasing Australia, who, who have set, set the benchmark, but it's going to be one hell of a game this weekend. It sure will. Gee, your hearts are good, weren't they? I think they combined... Campy for over 250 run metres. We know that, you know, the running game in particular, Dylan Brown, and also Jerome Hughes are real strength. Well, I think, you know, that could be our half pairing there in the Kiwi side for years to come. You know, no Brandon Smith for mine Brown playing at hooker for the first time. Uh, didn't miss a beat. Uh, and the spine was probably where the difference in the sides were, getting them going forward and then really slicing them up in the back, in the back edges uh, later on in as that game went on. Um, but you're dead right around Jerome Hughes. He's one hell of a player. Dylan Brown seems to be building some good combinations with him. And, and I guess it's something that the Kangaroos need to look out for. Are you happy with the decision to start four at dummy half? Well, I don't think he really had much of a choice when we haven't got anyone um, really coming through that nine jersey. I, I called for Sky the game beforehand. We had Danny Levi playing number nine for the New Zealand A side. And, you know, it's all, it's one area of concern for the Kiwis. If we do have um, a lack of depth in that hooking position, you know, we've got to rely on probably Kieran Foran, who's playing his last year in that black jersey. So uh, does he give, you know, Fu Brown a start? Um, I'd probably say that he poss- possibly could do, give him some more time this weekend because it's probably how that looks like if we don't get Brandon Smith back uh, for for next year and the years to come. It's best to blood some players through. G-Pack was good, weren't they? Leota, Fisher-Harris captaining the first time. And, you know, this is the this is the strength of this side, really, isn't it? It's the engine room. They're tied. You can bring on somebody like Nelson Osofa-Solomona. But Joe Tarpany, you know, 13, you know, big body, an offloading lock. He just sort of gives you that dynamism, doesn't he, in the middle of the field? Yeah, it's a little bit different, isn't it, than the Kangaroo side. we got um, Isaiah Yell playing, that ball playing sort of spot so well with Nathan Cleary and then you look at our forward pack and you've got three big tough men running through the middle and, and Fisher-Harris, Leota and Tapani. Um and it's sort of a, a, a grunty grunty side um, that New Zealand has with Nelson Osefa Solomona coming off the bench and um, it's one area that we've always cont- contested against the Kangaroos when we've gone well in the middle of the park we've generally gone well um, for the whole game so now banking on those three and uh, the bench doing their job against the Kangaroos on the weekend. I guess that's the reason why you, you have the likes of uh, Jerome and Dylan going so well in, in that uh, seven and six jersey. Well, of course, the Kiwis taking on the Kangaroos next weekend. Then you've got the small matter of a Rugby World Cup too, Campy. Uh, two 
of the heavyweights in the Southern Hemisphere, the All Blacks and the Springboks. How do you reckon somebody like a Will Jordan or Geordie Barrett would go in rugby league? Oh, Geordie Barrett, 100%. I think he'd be fantastic, the type of Tommy Trebojevic type player at the back um, for any type team in the NRL or even, you know, an edge back row. He's so, so strong and, and, and carries that ball with a lot of vigour. Um, and Will Jordan, he's got the pace in he that could probably put him put him on the edge somewhere in the centres or on the wing. He'd, he'd do a wonderful job. But they've got a massive game this week against South Africa. Everyone wanted that final and it, it mm-hmm. took to the 77th minute for them to get it against uh, an English team which was playing like paint drawing, to be brutally honest. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy for everyone that wants a decent final yeah. that uh, South Africa are playing the All Blacks. Oh, it's going to be a cracker. Just before I let you go, Campy, what's the mood like in New Zealand at the moment? Of course, uh, aiming for another World Cup, you've got the Kiwis playing, and then in the Cricket World Cup, I know you lost to India, but still firmly in place for a semi-final berth. Yeah, look, I, I, I talked about it yesterday. It's, just, it's buoyant over here, the mood in New Zealand, especially with the, you know, our number one game is rugby union. So for the All Blacks who weren't being picked to get in the final this year, there's a, a different mood around town at the moment. Of course, you've got the Kiwis playing on Saturday night. They win by 50. Our Kiwi, Fer, uh, Kiwi Ferns won alongside the the, um, the All Black women's side as well, which just lost by a point to France. And, and like you said, um, the, the New Zealand cricket team losing for the first time in the World Cup uh, but looking like they may get through to that final as well. Uh, sport could be on a better, you could be on a better high at the moment if you're following any type of sport uh, yeah. down here, down under in New Zealand. No doubt. And I should make mention too of, of the women. They were very impressive against uh, Tonga on the weekend. Racy McGregor was good. You know, Melahufunga, I mean, she is so destructive out in the centres. And what about the pace she showed too, Kempi? Remarkable. Well, yeah, let's look, the sooner they get a Warriors side down here for the women, the better, because yeah. a lot of our Kiwi girls are applying their trade overseas, and a lot of good young talent. I think it's the fastest growing sport over here, uh, women's rugby league. We've got plenty of young kids looking at that pathway. Um, and the other part about that, too, I'd say, I'd say that um, the, the, the ladies that are playing rugby are, are, are licking themselves after seeing uh, young Nathan Wong um, Tyler. play yep. out there in the Kiwis, too, representing New Zealand. So... Uh, it's it's a good t- it's a good time for New Zealand sport. Yeah, I like Tyler. She plays for my beloved Dragons. Oh, actually, just very quickly before I let you go, a uh, quick word, I guess, from putting your coach's hat on for a moment, Kempi. Uh, Ian Foster, what do you reckon he's thinking at the moment? You know, they didn't want him or they didn't have faith in him. They've moved on to Scott Robertson. Here he is about to potentially win a World Cup. I think he'd be relieved. Um, and I think he'd be... Um, I guess sitting there um, quietly chuckling to himself for all the people that are going to have to be eating humble pie um, and good on him. You know, he's taken this all-black team to a final, which people thought he'd get not, either knocked out by France or, or Ireland. Uh, yes, they lost to France in that first game, then they beat Ireland in that hell of a, hell of a quarterfinal and then just took care of Argentina in the semi-final and find themselves, I, I think, as favourites after that game yesterday, South Africa not playing that well um, to take out the final. So if he if he wins the final next week, uh, I guess the question has to be, uh, where do the New Zealand rugby union sit, having already appointed the coach next year when you've got one sitting there that's told that he's not wanted and he goes and wins your World Cup? Yeah, yeah. They need to re-examine their processes. Great to get your thoughts as always, Campy. We'll speak soon. Thanks, mate. No worries at all. Anytime. There he is. Tony Kemp from SENZ.